say this together. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, you may be seated. And, and just to, to note there that there's a call to be brave and courageous, but it's not just to, to be brave and courageous in general. It is specifically in line when we are obeying the call of God, when we are following after Jesus. That is when the call to be strong and courageous, that, that God is, is promising us then that, that success, His success, as we are faithfully following after Him even in the midst of the storms. Now, our, our passage we're going to look at more in, in depth today is we're walking with Peter in this series, this brave series. We're, we're uh, looking at Peter. And, and this is one in Matthew chapter 14, uh, starting with verse 22. It's uh, found on page 796 in your pew Bible, or you can follow along on the screen or whatever device you might have the Scriptures in. Um, and what's happening here, the disciples and Jesus, they've just fed the 5,000. And then we'll enter into uh, what's next on uh, God's agenda for them. Let's, let's pray together. Gracious God, as we read your word, as we hear of those events of long ago, make them real for us today. Um, feed uh, our uh, bravery. Uh, form us uh, in, to be strong and courageous, to follow after you, um, even into the storms that you call us into. Help us in this, this day to, to name those storms, to see them, and to see you in the midst of them. Give us your wisdom and your insight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew 14, starting with verse 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowd, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by the time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat 
started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You have little faith. Why do you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now I want you to think back about those events. And think about what the disciples and Peter did. Was there any time in in that period of time, in that particular passage, was there any time that the disciples were disobeying Jesus? Now, he was with them. They were just fed the 5,000. He says, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you, y'all, he probably said y'all, y'all go across the lake. And and so they did. They got in the boat, and they started going the side. And he went up on the mountain to pray. And and from that vantage, he could see the storm. He knew what was going on. And he, they trying to get across. And early in the morning then, they were making their way against in the storm, but couldn't get across. And Jesus walks out to them in the midst of the storm. And they, they can't tell who it is. It's a ghost, and they're scared to death. What is that going out? And Jesus says, hey, chill. It's me. I am God. And then Peter says, All right, Jesus, if that's really you, then command me to come out to you. Command me to come to the storm. And Jesus says, Okay, come on. So Peter does. He gets out of the boat, starts walking on the water. So again, in that scenario, is there any time that the disciples had, were disobeying Jesus? No. They were doing exactly what Jesus called them to do. They, they, they were going across the other side. And they, they, Peter got out of the boat walking on the water. Yeah. There is no guarantee that as we're following Jesus that everything becomes easy. Matter of fact, Jesus says just the opposite. Well, no, he says that plus. If you follow me, then you'll have everything. You'll have life to the full and you'll have suffering as well. He guarantees us to the disciples, to those that are following him, as we follow Jesus, we will face opposition, we will face persecution, we will be called into the storms of this life. There'll be storms that that come because we're going against the grain of the way of the world. You know, the way of the world says whoever has the most toys at the end wins. Jesus says just the opposite. Whoever gives the most away is the one who wins. And so the ways of the world will be telling us that we need to seek revenge when people have wronged us. The way of Jesus says, no, those enemies, those ones that try to hurt you, those ones that you don't like, those ones that you want to hurt, Jesus says, no, you've got to love them. And that's a storm. He might be calling you into 
The ways of the world go um, against the ways of Jesus. There will be natural opposition there. There is also spiritual opposition. There is a devil. There is the personification of evil who is running through the world opposing the work of God. So you, you may be, be called by God to enter into the storm of the mess of this world. You'll see something that's broken in this world. And you know God's saying that's wrong. And that breaks God's heart. And you're going to oppose it. You're going to pursue justice and, and compassion and, and truth. Whatever it might be. Well, I, I want to tell you, the devil will oppose you. The work of the devil is to keep broken what is broken. So if you're going out to share Christ, why do you think there's such fear in sharing Christ with others? There there is opposition that, that will come in all kinds of ways, inciting others against us, causing fear within us, disease, brokenness. There will there will also be opposition within us. You know, the sin that is within me will be part of the storm that I have to walk into. The, the pride and arrogance within me I'll have to face. Jesus calls me into that, to meet Him there. You know, the desire to, to be the, the answer man, to always be right. Maybe for you, Jesus will call you into the cynicism or sarcasm or the apathy, the vengeance. That's part of the storm that Jesus will call you into. And there's, and there's all kinds of ways that, that, that it's a perfect storm where all three will work to oppose us as we are following after the way of Jesus. The storm, that's why we don't chase the storm. <laughs> if we, we just chase Jesus, the storms are going to come. You know, we don't, don't look for suffering and pain at all. Look for Jesus. Follow after Him. And what He says, you know, the suffering and pain, that's going to come as you follow Him in the midst of a, as a broken person in a broken world that has evil opposing us. I mean, this is why bravery is required to chase after Jesus. So the, the disciples, Peter, they, they're in the midst of the boat. They're in the midst of the storm. And what, what we, what the other thing we need to know, we need to see, we grow into this, grow into this faith as we've been singing that Jesus is there in the midst of the storm. Right, so they're in the boats, the winds and the waves are crashing around. You know, Jesus was up on the mountain, you know, not, uh, spending time with his father. You know, and, but yet from there, uh, he could see, you know, from the mountain over Lincoln. You can see the storm. He, he, even humanly, he would know the storm was coming. You know, he, he could see it coming, he knew it was upon him, and he's walking in the storm. I mean, we're being presented with the, the case of one who is God, who is greater than all the storms that we face. And he's, he's walking in the midst of the storm, knowing it's there. The storm that you're in, the storm that maybe you're considering, this is where Jesus is calling me to come into. Jesus knows about that storm. He knows he's more powerful, and he is in the midst of it, walking on the water.
And what I love then is Peter's response. You know, the, the disciples, sometimes in the midst of the storm, you know, it's hard to see Jesus. You know, is he a ghost? What is it? But Jesus cries out in the middle of the storm, Hey, I am God. Don't be afraid. And Peter, all right, Jesus, if this is you, then command me to come to you in the midst of the storm. Now that is a prayer. See, it's not a prayer of knowledge. You know, a lot of times we'll pray, God, show me what to do. You know, this is a prayer of action. No, command me to come to you in the midst of the storm. Not show me the way, but just show me you. Command me to come to you. And this is a brilliant prayer. There's two things about this prayer that are brilliant. One, only God could fulfill that prayer. Only the one who created the storms, who created the water, is the one that could say to Peter, all right, get out of the boat, walk on the water, and come to me. So he's saying, command me to come to you in the storm. You may be in that kind of storm where there is no one, nothing in your imagination, but the Creator Himself who could command you and call you to come to Him, to find Jesus in the midst of the storm. But that's Peter's prayer. And I commend to you, your time with the Lord to make that yours. If you're, you're seeing the storm, you're surrounded by it, or when it comes, I, Jesus, command me to come to you in the midst of the storm. So Peter does. You know, so then he does, you know, the, the great book by John Ortberg says, if you want to walk on the water, eventually you've got to get out of the boat. Yeah, and, and so... And he does. And he starts walking on the water. You know, here's here's the, the true gift of the storm. I mean, I've been in a storm. Like I told you, I've been in hurricanes. I remember one time I was driving through Atlanta in Malfunction Junction, which is where like 75, I-75, 85, and the loop, I think it's 285, all goes around Atlanta, and they got things going all over the place. It seems like they're like a mile in the air, some of the exit ramps. And I was on one of those mile in the air, and this huge southern thunderstorm comes through with huge winds. And man, you know what? When that storm came, you know what I was doing? I was on the wheel, going slow, I there Jesus get me through this get me on solid ground the gift of the storm as Peter's walking on the water man when he was doing it his eyes were laser focused on Jesus as he was called into something that was new that was beyond his experience that had to scare him to death his eyes were on Jesus and as he takes the steps, then the storm... And, and notes this. You know, you'd think after he took the step out, you know, that then that's when the organ's supposed to play, you know, and everybody's supposed to be dancing and singing because Peter got out of the boat, was doing what Jesus called him to do. But no, what happened? The storm got worse. If you're entering into a storm, it more times than not is going to get worse before it gets better. But your eyes then are on Jesus and the gift of the storm with Peter. Because it got worse, right? It got worse. And what did that do? That caused him to 
face to, to look at the storm instead of at Jesus. And then, you know, and then he started to sink because his eyes were off of Jesus. So what was the gift of the storm in that moment as he's falling into the water? Not just a nice little pool, but raging storm and waves. He then stops and says, hey, Jesus, save me. Which is maybe the best prayer that Peter ever prayed. Save me. The the gift of the storm is that it directs our eyes to Jesus and then when our eyes get off of Him in the midst of the storm, it quickly redirects us back to Him. So even in a storm, as horrible as some of the storms that maybe you are going through, the gift of the storm, the power of the resurrection that brings life out of death, even if it's your own sin, even if it's the work of the evil against you or the opposition of the world, The gift of the storm is that it focuses our attention on Jesus in the midst of it. Now, our last last week, our our challenge was to say, all right, what's what's our heading? Where is Jesus leading us to be, be brave? And this week, the question is, what's your storm? Can, can you name the storm? Are you in a place where you, you see the storm, you're in the middle of it, you can name it, or maybe it's just on the horizon, you can see it, and, and that, maybe that's where you are. You know, it's on the horizon. You know that's where Jesus told you to go, but, and you know it's the right place, you know where he is, but the storm is over there, and man, you just don't want to do it. Name it. Name the storm. Maybe, you don't, maybe you're right in the middle of it, you knew the storm um, yesterday. Join with Peter, crying out to him, crying out to Jesus. Jesus, command me to come to you in the midst of the storm. And in the steps, we cry out to him, save me. And we encounter him. He did. Right? Reached out, grabbed him. Oh, sort of jokingly, lovingly, oh, you have little faith. Come on, let's get back in the boat. Let's go. And then the storm ceased to show he's more powerful than the storm. He will continue and eventually get to the other side. And the ministry continues. That's for the weeks, weeks ahead. What's your storm? What's the storm you're in? What's the storm that's right on the horizon? cry out to Jesus and command that he would command us to come to him that we would see him and come to him in the midst of the storm amen